WTEL podcasts are powered by Stanley Steamer Air Duct Cleaning, Delaware's clean air experts. Call 1-800-STEAMER. And really, a, a surreal cascade of developments in connection with Brett Kavanaugh uh, to the U.S. Supreme Court, where the Judiciary Committee approved Kavanaugh this afternoon, party-line vote. But, but there's a new wrinkle involving Arizona Republican Senator Jeff Flake and committee Democrats asking for a one-week delay in the full confirmation vote. And we were hearing that Delaware Senator Chris Coons had a hand in that because he's very close to Senator Flake. Let's go live. Amber Phillips, political reporter, Washington Post, WashingtonPost.com. Amber, what is your understanding of what came down this afternoon? Yeah, it sounds like as the committee was ready to vote on Senator Kavanaugh's, excuse me, Judge Kavanaugh's nomination, Senator Jeff Flake uh, tapped his buddy, Chris Coons, as you just said, from Delaware, Democrat, and they went in the back room and soon other senators joined them and they'd come out with a compromise, which was let's vote him out of committee. Flake has already said he'd do that. But Senator Jeff Flake will hold up his uh, vote for Kavanaugh in the full Senate until there's an FBI investigation. Uh, and in short order, he at least one other Republican senator, Lisa Murkowski, joining him, which seems to be enough to potentially pause Kavanaugh's nomination. And lest we forget, uh, Senator Coons, uh, in his reaching across the aisle, has had a number of uh, collaborations with Senator Flake, so... One assumes they have uh, trust in one another despite opposite parties. Of course, we know Flake is leaving the Senate and all that, but it may have just been the right chemical balance for something to come out this way. Yeah, you know, I think that's exactly it. Uh, Coons caught up with reporters, or reporters caught up with him right after this. He choked up talking about Senator Flake and the decision the senator made to essentially buck his entire party uh, at this moment in time. He called Senator Flake an inspiration for him right now. And uh, talk about uh, whether or not uh, if there's one other senator added, uh, Mitch McConnell can't go around them and somehow force a vote early anyway. Uh, I mean, it would seem there would have to be one more uh, senator from our side on on the post other than Flake. Uh, to uh, tip McConnell's hand. That's right. Senator Flake alone can't determine what happens on the Senate floor. He's just one vote. Uh, That being said, it does seem like another moderate Senator, Lisa Murkowski of Alaska, fell in line very quickly uh, with Senator Flake and told the majority leader, I also want an FBI investigation before you get my vote. That does seem to be enough to stall the nomination because two GOP defections uh, would break the Senate Republicans' two-vote majority in the Senate. So right now it seems like Republican leaders are huddled trying to figure out exactly what to do and whether they have any Democratic votes to balance out those two GOP defections. That is unclear, but it also seems unlikely given Republicans are the ones bucking their own party. Would you agree with the conventional wisdom that uh, the uh, votes of the two women uh, senators and uh, Senator Flake on the Republican side are critical because they too could then uh, give some cover to the Democratic senators like Senator Manchin from states that President Trump decisively carried in the last election. That's exactly right. Uh, someone like Joe Manchin, Trump won his state by 42 points. And I was just talking to the Republican campaign trying to unseat Manchin, and they said, you know, we. Judge Man- or Senator Manchin has to vote for Kavanaugh. It would just send shockwaves through the state. The, uh, voters really support Judge Kavanaugh here. However, Senator Manchin can go back to 
I'm, I'm sorry, your, your, your phone is starting to get a little strange. If we just want to reposition it, go on and finish your last sentence or two. Yeah, I apologize. Uh, Senator Manchin can go home and say even Republican senators oppose or hesitate Kavanaugh's nomination, and that gives him cover to vote no. Gotcha. So at the end of the week, after what might have been the most emotional theatrical uh, congressional hearing we've had on live TV and radio and in memory. Uh, where, where do you think the nation's capital is here at the end of the week, uh, psychologically and otherwise? Psychologically, everyone seems very tired, very torn. Uh, otherwise, I would say we're right back where we started when President Trump nominated Kavanaugh in the first place, and that is, most Democrats opposing him, most Republicans supporting him, and a handful of senators in the middle who will make the difference. And anyone's guess as to what absolutely happened. Yeah, I know some observers have suggested in some ways everything changed in the last two days, and in some ways very little changed. I think that's spot on. Uh, and it, in terms of understanding what has in the last couple of days, I think we need to step back from this moment. I mean, what, what do the protesters confronting Jeff Flake on live television telling them about their, their alleged rape do to the nation and the protesters surrounding the Supreme Court right now and uh, the Republicans who, who feel like their party can't get a slam-dunk Supreme Court nominee? What, what does that all do to the nation? We're, we're just in it right now, and I, I don't have a clear answer yet. And one more question about the politics, Amber, and that is, uh, what about the notion that that which the Democrats seek, and that is uh, denial of uh, the nominee, uh, a seat on the Supreme Court, that paradoxically, politically, that could hurt the Democrats in November because then it energizes the Trump people, the uh, traditional, more or less, the Republicans, and conversely, that which the Republicans seek, and that is getting... Uh, this nominee on the high court, then that further gooses the Democratic turnout. So, in a sense, the immediate objective of each side hurts that side in November, according to that thinking. I I think that sounds about right. It's just a question of whose base feels more motivated to come out and vote and make a change based on what's happened this week. And as you just laid it out so well, it could be Republicans if they lose the seat. Uh, it could be Democrats if they also uh, win in, in terms of pausing Kavanaugh's nomination. I, I got to ask you, because I, I know there was uh, one of your colleagues in the Washington Post that uh, left us on last Friday with the uh, notion that a lot can change in, in two or three days. And uh, the implicit uh, assumption was, well, maybe more shoes could drop, more accusers could come out. Are we done with accusers or we don't know? This is a, a long weekend. Who knows? We know that Michael Avenatti is going, uh, the lawyer representing the third accuser, is, is going to share his story, some her story, excuse me, sometime in the media over the next couple of days. Uh, what that does to anyone else, if there is anyone else who wants to speak out, we have no idea. We don't know what an FBI investigation will find. Um, I, I think you're right to sort of be on edge about what happens next. All right, let you go. Thank you so much for uh, giving us your reporting and wisdom. All the best. Have a good weekend. Thank you so much. Amber Phillips, uh, national political reporter, Washington Post, on the cascade of developments this afternoon.